Hello, this is Tanishka from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 25th of May. Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin urged Union Home Minister Amit Shah today to direct Amul to desist from milk procurement from the milk shed area of Avin in Tamil Nadu with immediate effect, the Hindu reported. Amul's move, he said, will create unhealthy competition between cooperatives engaged in procurement and marketing milk and milk products. Amul is a milk brand under the Gujarat Cooperative Milk Marketing Federation Limited while Avin is a milk brand under the Tamil Nadu Cooperative Milk Producers Federation Limited. In his letter to the Home Minister, Stalin said that it had come to the state government's notice recently that Amul had utilised its multi-state cooperative licence to install chilling centres and a processing plant in Krishnagiri district. Amul also planned to procure milk through FPOs and SHGs in and around other districts in Tamil Nadu. The Chief Minister pointed out that it was a norm in the country to let cooperatives thrive without infringing on each other's milk shed area. Such cross-procurement goes against the spirit of Operation White Flood and will exacerbate problems for the consumers given the prevailing milk shortage scenario in the country, he said in his letter. Manipur police said today that one person was killed and another injured in a fresh round of violence yesterday between suspected militants and a group of people in an area around Bishnupur and Chura Chandrapur district, PTI reported. 30-year-old Toyajim Chandramoni was shot dead during the violence yesterday, while a 22-year-old was also injured. According to police, suspected militants opened fire at the group of people. He said that there had been reports of militants torching the houses of some villagers in Bishnupur district. The villagers living in the Moirang camp were angry over the burning of their houses. When they came to know that militants could torch a school in an area in Bishnupur, they went there. Once they reached there, militants opened fire at them, according to the police officer. In the aftermath of the violence, authorities clamped curfew for 24 hours in the area. Yesterday, the Manipur PWD minister, Kontujam Govindas's house in Bishnupur, was vandalised by a group that claimed that the state government was not doing enough to protect locals from militants belonging to another community. Listeners, Ethnic violence in Manipur has left more than 70 people dead, 230 people injured, 1,700 houses destroyed and around 35,000 people displaced, with many survivors looking for an escape route. It all began earlier this month after the All Tribal Students Union Manipur took out a rally in Chura Chandpur district against the High Court's nod for the scheduled tribe status to the Maithi community. Speaking to my colleague Shiv Narayan Rajpurohit, Manipur survivors in Delhi said that they were forced to leave their homes. To know more, read the entire report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Faith in God, Not Government. Manipur survivors in Delhi say they were forced to leave their homes. Listeners, we can do reports like these only because we rely on the support of our subscribers and not political parties or corporations for advertisements. Before I move on, I would like to inform our listeners that Daily Dose episodes will not be uploaded this Friday, the 26th of May and Saturday, the 27th of May. 
This is because our producers and reporters will be occupied with team training sessions. In the meantime, we recommend that you catch up on some of our previous interviews, including with Ravish Kumar, N. Ram, Barkha Dutt, Mehdi Hassan, and many more. You can find the whole list in the show notes. The interviews are behind the paywall, so do consider subscribing to newslaundry.com. What keeps us going is your subscription and your support. Not corporate advertising, not government ads. It's just you. Our subscription plan starts at rupees three hundred a month. Pay to keep news free. A petition has been filed in the Supreme Court seeking directions that the new Parliament building should be inaugurated by President Draupadi Murmu and not Prime Minister Narendra Modi, as scheduled. Bar and Bench reported. The plea, filed by advocate C R Jaya Sukhan, said that the statement issued by the Lok Sabha Secretariat on May 18th, as well as the invites issued by the Secretary General of Lok Sabha for the inaugural function of the new building, are in violation of the Indian Constitution. The plea said that the President is the first citizen and head of the institution of Parliament. It states that the Parliament, consisting of the President and the two houses, holds the supreme legislative authority in India, and the President possesses the authority to summon and prorogue the Parliament or dissolve the Lok Sabha. This plea comes a day after twenty opposition parties announced that they will be boycotting the inauguration of the new Parliament building on May twenty eighth. The event will see almost zero representation from the opposition. The party said in a statement that Prime Minister Narendra Modi's decision to inaugurate the new Parliament building by himself, completely sidelining President Murmu, was an undignified act that insults the high office of the President and violates the spirit of the Constitution. They said that the move undermines the spirit of inclusion, which saw the nation celebrate its first woman Adivasi president. Jailed Aam Aadmi Party leader Satyendra Jain was hospitalized today and later shifted to an ICU after he collapsed in the bathroom of Tihar Jail in Delhi. NDTV reported. The 58-year-old former Delhi Health Minister has been in jail since May last year. The Enforcement Directorate had arrested him under money laundering charges. On Monday too, he was brought to Safdarjang Hospital in Delhi for a spinal injury that he sustained from another fall in the jail bathroom. Responding to photos of a visibly weak-looking Jain online, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal said that a dictator was bent on killing Jain. He said that the people of Delhi were watching the arrogance and atrocities of the BJP, and even God would not forgive them. Jain's lawyer Abhishek Manu Singhvi had told the Supreme Court last week that the former minister had lost 35 kgs and was virtually a skeleton, suffering from various ailments. Iran's state news agency IRNA reported that the country had successfully test-launched a 2,000-kilometer-range ballistic missile. Reuters reported. Iran said that its weapons were capable of reaching Israel and U.S. bases in the region. Despite opposition from the U.S. and European countries, Tehran has said it would further develop its defensive missile program. Iranian Defense Minister Mohammad Reza Eshtiani said, and I quote: "Our message to Iran's enemies is that we will defend the country and its achievements. Our message to our friends is that we want to help regional stability." Unquote. 
IRNA reported that the missile was called Khaybar, a reference to a Jewish castle overrun by Muslim warriors in the early days of Islam. Iran has one of the biggest missile programs in the Middle East. On Tuesday, Israel raised the possibility of action against Iran as efforts by six world powers to revive Tehran's 2015 nuclear deal have stalled since September amid growing fears from the West about Tehran's accelerating nuclear advances. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you on Monday. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed. Pay for news. Protect democracy. Save the world. Save the world.